welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's begin first with introductions of our Inspiring Educators. Inspiring Educators, introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. I'm back. It's Lila Nora, the Educator Motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Lila Nora. That's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. Every episode, we like to begin with what we are grateful for to really ground us in the work that we do to really and truly inspire you all, right? And get you prepared for whatever time that you're listening to this, right? And so what I like to feel like I'm grateful for at this point in time in my life, and I feel like I've said this so many times, I am grateful for revelations. I take time to sit with myself and to really and truly think about what's my next move, who I am. How am I going to better prepare myself for the world? Therefore, better preparing myself as an educator. And I have had so many revelations lately. And I am truly, 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 truly grateful for that opportunity that I've had. Welcome back, educator, motivator. The people have missed you. Very much so. What up, peeps? How's everybody doing? Your boy, Coach Jay, Jadrian Grimes here coming live. All the time from ATL, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Community and Civic Engagement Manager for Hands On Atlanta here in the A-Town. What am I grateful for today? Our audience. Um, We thank y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening to us, right? For every topic that we post, for the comments and everything, the feedback. We appreciate y'all. Y'all the reason we do this. We're here to motivate you to help you do your job effectively every day. Hopefully everyone's continuing to pick up nuggets that we're able to drop. Y'all keep listening to us because this Inspiring Educators podcast is the best thing smoking. We're in season four. So thank, thank, thank you for all of our listeners. Good people, this is your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, the academic rock star. You know what, your favorite teacher, favorite teacher. As Jay mentioned, we're back again with a new season, new episodes, and we are turned up and we're going unapologetic for the new season. And you heard that one voice that you all love to hear, Miss Lila Noor. As we come back to a new episode of the new season, I'm bringing you greetings from the FLA. Sometimes we say Florida, depends on if I put my Southern twang on, I'm gonna say Florida. But I love this thing we do called education. You can find me at all social media platforms at DRK Childs. There's a brand new platform coming out. I don't know when you're going to listen to this episode, but when that new platform comes out, guess what I'm going to be at? At DRK Childs. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, but I guarantee you at DRK Childs is going to be on there doing what they do best. You know, that's me. What am I grateful for? I am grateful for on this season. And right now in this moment, as we're unapologetic in season four, I am grateful for black joy. Black joy. However you want to define it, however you want to conceptualize it. That is what I am grateful for right here, right now. As we jump into this episode, we have a topic, and you know we have hot topics, hot topics that kind of push the envelope, hot topics that kind of get you out of your comfort zone, hopefully a hot topic that makes you want to call into the show and say, hey, what the heck are you all talking about? But before we get into hot topics, something new this season, we have sponsors. I don't think my co-hosts heard me. We have sponsors, y'all. Sponsors. Okay. Shout out to the sponsors. Hey, shout out <laughs> to the sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check this out. Brand new sponsor, eSpark. 
Have y'all heard of eSpark? If you have not heard of eSpark, this is our new sponsor. And we have sponsors that can sponsor any part of the show. eSpark is our main corporate sponsor. Check this out. I'm going to give you a little bit about eSpark. Join 300,000 plus teachers around the world using eSpark to help close the gap this school year. To help you make the most of the school year, eSpark is giving you free access. You heard it loud and clear on the Inspiring Educators podcast. They'll give you what? Free access to eSpark for the 2021-2022 school year. What? Check it out. With eSpark, you can engage students with standards-based games, videos, songs, and more. What else? You can assign level small group lessons to easily target specific skills. What else? You can extend learning with personalized adaptive pathways in reading and math. What? What else? You can identify learning gaps and monitor growth with email alerts and reports. Check out eSpark, the official sponsor of the Inspire Educators podcast for this episode. All you need to do is use the link go.espark.app backslash inspiring educators. Let me break it down one more time. There's go, G-O, period, eSpark, E-S-P-A-R-K, period, app, A-P-P, backslash inspiring educators. Give it one more time for the people. I got you. If some people are like, Chris, give them the full URL. Break it down. I can do that. HTTPS colon backslash backslash go.espark.app backslash inspiring educators. Official sponsors of the Inspiring Educators podcast. Woo! Give it up for eSpark. Now, hot topic. Got to take it down. Got to get serious. When we come into a hot topic, we come in strong. We come in fire. And we're going to give you something that's going to make you think, something that may push you, may get you a little bit uncomfortable. For this episode, the hot topic is, is educator stress a real thing? Is it really a real thing? You know, educators always say, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed out, I don't know what to do. Is that really a thing? Or people just, as the young folks say, capping. I don't know if we're using capping in the right sense, but my co-host laughing. I think, you know, all the capping, our teachers, educators capping. So check this out. Before COVID-19, Folks would say education was a stressful profession. It might have become even more stressful because of COVID-19. So before it was stressful, COVID hit is probably like 10 times, according to some folks. Educators are navigating unfamiliar technology. They're balancing multiple modes of teaching. And a lot of educators are concerned about this return to in-person learning, which, again, as an educator, you should be concerned. But my question is, with all that's going on, is educator stress a real thing? I know some are like, they're juggling their kids, they're juggling work, they're juggling family, they're juggling work, they're doing all these things and trying to teach and trying to be safe. At a prior episode, we talk about mask mandates, like all these things are going on. But teachers just be rolling with the punches? Like, is educator stress a real thing? Educators, I don't know, man. I'm going to talk to my co-host. Is educator stress a real thing or is it a figment of the imagination? What do y'all think? Is educator stress real? I mean, no cap, (laughs) it's real. (laughs) Like it's absolutely 100% real. And while I am not in the classroom, I'm an instructional coach now. And so I engage with a lot of teachers who are in the trenches right now. And as far as, you know, yes, COVID, it's a thing, you know, having to navigate being virtual or not virtual or being in person and having to... For some teachers, I know they've had to do like a hybrid model or what have you. 
it is a real thing trying to not only relearn your profession, right? But then just do the thing that we've already been stressed about doing. Education for educators (laughs) was stressful to begin with, right? This was something that was not an entirely supported profession already, right? And now we layer on top of that an entire pandemic. We layer on top of that a pandemic without any, like, what are we doing? It's chaos. It's absolute chaos. And I know at one point we talked about quote unquote learning loss. And, you know, we've talked about mass mandates and we've talked about all these additional things like that just add and pile on top of that, that you have to now learn how to juggle in addition to the lesson plan and executing the lesson. I can't just think about lesson planning and executing. I have to think about all this other stuff on top. Stress, nothing but stress. Here's my question. Whose, I guess, job is it to, I guess, make sure educators are managing stress levels? Is it the district's responsibility? Is it the individual's responsibility? And if the individuals took more of an onus to manage their own stress levels, take their time, whatever it is for them to manage the stress, would it lessen or is it more so an opportunity for districts and the powers that be to step up to put things in place so that educators can better manage their stress levels, especially going through a pandemic? That's my question. I think the structures and the culture of a school definitely play into that, right? So based on the setup that you have, the culture of your environment, like absolutely, you know, if you're at a school that was already chaos, that didn't provide you with a lot of support, then you're going to feel it even more. However, it also is a piece of yourself that has to learn how to relax and not be stressed. So it's twofold, I think. I was going to say, I think all of us have to like own it at some point with this whole piece of stress. Cause it sounds like my co-hosts have shifted, like stress is a real thing. So I guess we all agree stress is a real thing, but I think each of us at some point have to own our role in it. I know a lot of educators listening. Oh, they're going to talk about us, us. It's not just us, but again, we have to be a part of our own rescue. As we think about being a part of our own rescue, what can we control? And on this episode, we give some five ways that you can you know, manage stress and different levels of it. But what role can we play within too? As Lila pointed out, what role does the system play? Like our school educational system is built literally at some places more than others to literally stress teachers out and make them quit. Stress educators out, make them quit. Stress administrators out, make them quit. Hey, it stresses kids out and makes them quit. So at some point, we got to address the actual system that's causing in the stress. Otherwise, we keep kicking the can down the road and we never look at what is the real thing that's causing stress and all that's going on. Spot on. Spot on. And you know, the thing that gets me is it's like in education for some reason, when folks take their days, personal days, mental health days, whatever you call it, to kind of help them relieve stress and level set and make sure that they continually be present. Why is it shunned upon in this profession? Why is it shunned upon to say corporations have PTO? That's paid time off for folks that don't know. Why, why is it shunned upon for educators to take a day off? I think to answer my own question, we need to be personally responsible for our stress levels because we handle it. We know what we can take. We know what we can't take. And to Chris's point, districts and powers that be, they need to relax a little bit. 
especially during times that are now, to Layla's point. I mean, we're talking learning loss and COVID and all this stuff that's going on. Like, folks need time. But own it. You have a responsibility. You are an educator. Okay? Keep that responsibility. But at the same time, if you're stressed, you need to take your time. You need to do whatever you want to do that helps you get to your happy place, whatever that is that helps you continually be a functioning adult all the time to where you can do your job effectively and professionally every day, take your time. And powers that be in districts don't shun folks for taking their time. But do we- <laughs> so go, go ahead, Chris. No, that, that. no, I was going to say, he said, take your time. But do we live in a society and a culture that actually values that? Mm-hmm. Or do we live in a society and culture that you're a rat in the wheel? Just throwing it out there. I, Again, it sounds good to take your time, but how many people feel guilty when they de- even take that time or take those couple moments? It's right in the wheel. I seen a tweet a few weeks ago that said, now that the school year is about to start, teachers are going to act like they didn't have the entire summer to set doctor's appointments. I'm sorry. I didn't know I could only get sick during the summer. I, I didn't know I could only go get my teeth cleaned during the summer. <laughs> I didn't know that was my only opportunity to go take care of myself. Furthermore, my sick days are not just for when I'm actually sick. I am very much a proponent of taking sick days. Like I, as an educator and being completely transparent, I took an entire month at one point for stress leave. I had to. It, my entire life, my stress, my hairline, my, my kidneys depended on it. And there was nothing else that I could do except take that time for myself. And I wish I would allow someone to guilt me. And to make me feel guilty about taking that time and doing what I had to do for me. But you are absolutely correct. We are put in this system like hamsters in a wheel. You go in, you do your job, you stay extra long, you spend extra hours on top of the hours that you're already set to work that you're not getting paid additional money for. And you do it with a smile on your face and you support kids and you push out success <laughs> and achievement levels that we're expecting. And we don't expect you to take any days on top of that, except because you have a summer, right? That's so wonderful. That's the ideal job. You have an entire summer off. Isn't that all that anyone could ask? Real talk. Educators get summer off. They get a winter break. They get a Thanksgiving break. They get a spring break. What other job give you all these days off where you could just relax and set your doctor's appointments and figure out life? Why y'all got to take off during the school year and try to find substitutes and all this jazz? Use the summer. I'm being facetious, y'all. Mm. Our listeners are like, man, I'm going to hang this stupid podcast up. But as we consider this whole piece of taking off, I remember when I was in K-12 education. Actually, pretty much my entire career, up until um, recently, I, can, I could have counted on a hand or two how many days I took off my entire career, let alone a school year. And that's because I grew up in a culture and environment well, I was told, like, growing up, you go, you get a good job, you don't miss that job, you don't miss that good check, you go get paid. So for me, I remember as a teacher in the classroom, I know I probably have perfect attendance. I never took days off. And if I did, it was like a huge deal. And that's why as we move towards more self-care, that's one of the things I personally need to work on more, just because I'm a grinder. And now as I work with teams, I notice I surround myself at times with folks that are grinders too, and I have to balance that thing out of, all right, hey, we all can't be grinders. We do need to take time off. And what I tell my team now and what I figured out over time, if you take time off, I guarantee you, whatever you're going to try to work through, it'll be there when you get back. So you might as well take that time off 
because you can't take it with you when you leave the job. So I want to give us five ways that we can manage stress. Very first thing, as Lila pointed out, what we need to do is first assess your stress level. If you're waking up every day with a migraine, I know people that literally dread going to work, not because they hate their job, it's just it's stressful at the moment. If you're stressed to that point where I know some folks can't sleep at night, they're gritting their teeth, you're stressed out. You need to take a moment and take a break for yourself. But first, you need to assess your stress level. Number two, prioritize your health, your family, your time, and your sleep. You're not going to get any time back in this earth. You cannot buy more time. You can't. There's only 24 hours a day. So are you prioritizing that? Are you prioritizing your health? Lila pointed out, people always get mad. Teachers are taking time off to go to the doctor. You have to make sure you're healthy and your family, I don't care how great of an educator you are, contrary to probably, they could care less what you do for a living. They want to know, are you there? Are you spending time with us? And then make sure you're getting sleep. The third piece, you got to do something different. If you're constantly getting stressed out by the same thing over and over again, what are you willing to do differently as you move forward? If you keep doing the same thing over and over and still continue to get stressed, at some point, now I am going to blame you for it because you have to be able and be willing to switch up your routine. Number four, this is huge. Focus on what you can control. Are you focused on everything that you can't do and beyond your control? Are you really focused on what can you control in this space to manage your stress? And are you taking advantage of it? You can't worry about everything else that's happening if you're not worrying about what you can control. And then the last step, most important, is going to be R-E-L-A-X. you got to relax. I remember when I first started teaching, I had a colleague, Jeray Lemon, and she told me when I first started teaching, she was like, Chris, I don't care what's going on in the world. you got to roll with the punches. And that taught me a lot, and I've used that throughout my entire career. How do I just relax? and roll with the punches, controlling what I can control, and then letting everything else go. To my colleague, to my co-hosts, I'm calling you colleagues and you my co-hosts. We do a lot of things together in this space. We're saying teacher stress is a real thing. We're saying educator stress is a real thing. I know we talk between those two terms. I want to encompass more folks with the word educator. Since educator stress is a real thing, what do you all want to leave our listeners with? Stress kills. That's an actual fact. Stress kills. Take your days. Take your days when you want to take your days. Not because somebody said that you were allowed and you got permission. Take your days. They're your sick days. Yes, we have to follow certain guidelines when it comes to certain things, but they're yours. It's just like the commercial. It's my money and I want it now. Yeah, it's your days. Use them when you want to because <laughs> you deserve that. This is it. Hey, stress is a huge part of any profession, right? But we're talking about educator stress. But how you manage your stress personally is going to define who you are as an educator and as an individual. What's the best strategy that works for you? Establish that. Whatever your go-to solution is, establish that for you. You manage it. You're the CEO of your life. That's what it boils down to more importantly. Before your job, before what you do, you're the CEO of your life. So how do you manage it? What helps you understand that you're still a professional, but at the same time, you have to manage it so that you're able to be effective every day. Take time off, rest, relax. Remember, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And as educators in the field, stress is part of our field, unfortunately, part of every field. 
but we have to think about how are we going to respond to it? What are we going to do differently? How are we going to manage it? And you're going to have to use some of those steps. I'm just thinking right now, when it comes to managing also, just making sure you have folks to talk to that you can bounce ideas off of. And at times, just learn to let it go. L-I-G it, let it go. Otherwise, stress can literally kill you. And we unfortunately have lost educators because of that. So thus, how do we just know when to let it go? Was the old song say, know when to hold them, when to fold them? And just roll with the punches. Yes, we need to be go hard for our students. Yes, we need to do all these great things with the same token. You got to prioritize who you are as a person within the space. We need you as an educator in the field doing great things. As we think about needing you as an educator in the field, the great things that you're doing, one of the things we want to do on this podcast is inspire you. And what we call this is 60 seconds of inspiration, just inspire you, give it that extra ump until you check us out on the next episode. And we're bringing this 60 seconds of motivation by the educator motivator to none other than Miss Lila Noor. All right. I'm going to kick something a little different to you this episode, and we're going to meditate for 60 seconds. So get yourself grounded. If you're driving, obviously you can't close your eyes, but if you can, put your feet to the ground, put your hands on your legs, close your eyes, slow your breathing, and get grounded in where you are experience everything that is in your space, the sounds, the smells. And we're going to breathe in positivity and breathe out negativity. We're going to breathe in joy and we're going to breathe out stress. We're going to breathe in courage and breathe out fear. And one last time, breathe in positivity and breathe out negativity. Sometimes it helps just to ground yourself on where you are. 60 seconds is sometimes all it takes to get yourself reacclimated to where you are and who you are in those moments of stress. Do what you have to do. 60 seconds won't hurt anybody either. You could tell your students you need a minute, just like you might give them one. Get grounded, stay grounded. And that's all I have for you for this inspirational moment. As always, this has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. Until we check you out on the next episode, we are O-U-T. We are out of here. Yeah.